Welcome to the Audit Podcast, the number one podcast for the audit profession. Be sure to check the show notes for all of our social media channels and to sign up for the Audit Podcast newsletter. Now, here's your host, Trent Russell. This podcast is sponsored by Green Skies Analytics, where they do everything tech-related, but only for internal audit. Although compliance and risk management, y'all are cool too, so feel free to check it out also. To find out more, please visit greenskiesanalytics.com, but it's more likely that you're just going to Google it. So to find out more, please Google Green Skies Analytics. This week on the show, we have me. It's, it's just me this week, so <laughs> sorry about that. Um, I was on a panel for GAM relative to audit analytics. And we had some staged questions that we answered, but then you could also submit questions from the audience and you could also vote. It looks like you could vote on those questions. And so we made our way through as many as we could in the time we had. And then I realized there was still four or five left. And so if, if you're in attendance and you're wondering why I pulled my phone out with uh, about a minute left, it's so I could take a picture of the questions. Um, so that we could answer them for you. So that's what we're gonna do today. There's four or five questions. We'll rattle through those um, and just kind of give my thoughts on those. Here we go. Hey, it's me, I'm back. All right, so the first question was, why automate audit work if we have a different audit plan year to year? And I think you kind of answered the question in asking the question. If it's something that's not worth repeating, then there's no need to do it. Some things to consider though, like largely automation is gonna be um, relative to SOX controls. That's where you can get a big uh, return. Anything that you do really more than once is, or more than twice is something to consider automating. Uh, you could also think about continuous monitoring. This is where continuous monitoring can come into play and automating that. And there's some other questions about that that we'll get to that can maybe add to it. But um, you know, typically the approach that we take is, let's say we have a, payroll audit and it's not something we do every year but we're looking at payroll and so we have various analytics that we can run against payroll data depending on maybe the results of those tests it might be good to automate that and hand it over to the business or get some kind of continuous monitoring going that you could hand over to the business it's really a, a judgment call though um i've seen where you know hey we ran this analysis we didn't find anything everything looks good the business goes, yep, yeah, we're, we're pretty comfortable with that also. And so there's no automation that, that would need to take place for them. All right. The next question was, what do I need to look for if I want to hire the analytics capability within the internal audit function? And this is pretty timely. Uh, it seems like the past two months, that's a question that we get asked a lot. And depending on what we're finding, even the size of the city, you kind of have two options. Um, especially if you are not using remote work, if you have to be on site, if you're in a large city that has the talent, you might be able to find someone with an analytics background and an audit background, but it's pretty, pretty difficult to find those people. Uh, there's just not still, there's still just not a lot of them. And so typically what we recommend is go hire an analyst, someone that is familiar with data analytics, um, but maybe doesn't have the audit background and then teach them audit. So hire an analyst, teach them audit, as opposed to hiring an auditor and teaching them analytics. If you live in a, uh, a big city, there's a lot of talent. You might be able to, to find the person with both backgrounds, but 
that's typically what we recommend and it, it has produced good results so far. Next question was, what if internal audit wants to develop a data analytics program, but the business is already using Power BI? How do we leverage? Yeah, what's great about that is one, somebody within the organization is already familiar with the tool. And so if you have tool questions, you know, a specific question about Power BI that you're, you can't figure out, um, you can go to them and they should be able to help you. Uh, another good reason to leverage what the organization is doing is you can take advantage of their licenses already uh, sometimes. Also, if they are building dashboards, running analytics within Power BI, then we should be pretty comfortable with the cleanliness of the data, the reliability of the data. And so if they have, maybe they have a data set that they're using for their own analytics, it would be beneficial for audit to also have access to that data set, uh, maybe for a different purpose. Maybe we're doing different tests, different analytics than what the, the other folks are doing, but just being able to have access to that data and having some level of comfort that it is reliable is always going to be a plus. There's also the likelihood of, of whatever they built, whatever the business built, we'll say Power BI in this instance, it could be something that we leverage that dashboard for our purposes. So not even the underlying data that we would, the example I just gave, where we would take it and build something of our own, but they might have something that that audit would want access to anyway as the dashboard is in and of itself so um, just having access even to those dashboards is uh, a big advantage now the last question is what is your final product for your data analytics look like is it internal use for internal audit or do you produce a report to management slash the board what is the format if it's for a, a given audit it's going to be in the form of the audit report and so we'll do all the analytics and then that eventually rolls up to um, the audit report. So nothing kind of too crazy there. As far as what goes to the board uh, or management, if that's a, we'll, we'll stick with the board. If it's a specific analytic that they want answers around, uh, that they had questions around, um, again, it would be in the form of an audit report or some kind of data visualization. Uh, a lot of folks have been interested in audit committee dashboards so showing the status of internal audit via a dashboard or some kind of data visualization um, is what we're, we're getting asked a decent amount by um, or a decent amount for. So that's the other area um, where you can see it. The other possible end result, and this is what we talked about at the beginning of the show, is uh, the continuous monitoring piece of it. So that is typically in the form of a dashboard, um, but it could also be in just a report. And so if you run your analysis and it, you spit it out into Excel and that's what goes to uh, management, that's certainly fine. The format doesn't really matter that much. It's the results of the an analytic that actually matters. There's actually one more kind of question. <laughs> it was cut off the screen, but um, it says, while not everyone on the team should be a data analytics expert, and then that's all I got. So I'm assuming the rest of that is what should the non-data analytics folks within audit, what should their role be? And this is something that we've been doing a lot of work on, um, talking to other shops uh, and getting best practices while putting together some practical steps to upskill um, the audit team relative to analytics without the expectation being you're going to execute on analytics every single day. And so at a... Um, a high level, I think a basic understanding of VLOOKUPs, and I think I talked about this in the session also, VLOOKUPs or XLOOKUPs in Excel, pivot tables in Excel, 
And then anything else, like a specific function, when I talk about functions in Excel, like we've all probably seen where you hit equals, sum, parentheses, you select a column of data and it adds it up for you. And so knowing what functions to use, and really that's through trial and error and a lot of Googling. Um, that's how you're going to find what functions uh, that you want to use. So if you have, you know, uh, if all the records are off by one cell, then you would Google how to, you know, move every record in Excel up one row or something to that effect. Um, and then you figure that out. And so that, that to me should be the floor for every single internal auditor relative to analytics. And if you take 20 minutes, like just pull up a file, any transactional type file that you have, take 20 minutes and watch YouTube videos on pivot tables and then just play around with the pivot table. Um, do the same with XLOOKUP or VLOOKUP and play around with it until you get used to it. Um, so that that's at a minimum, that's what we recommend. Um, we've seen where some organizations, some internal audit departments put together a contest. And so they would uh, assign points. I think the contest ran for like six, eight weeks. And so they would say, look, if you use an X lookup or a V lookup, uh, you get one point. If you use uh, the if function in Excel, you get one point. And if you use a pivot table, you get two points. And their rules were, uh, so there's a point system. All the work had to be, it had to be in a review stage. So you had to have reviewed the work. Uh, someone had to have reviewed the work to uh, tally the points. And so at the end of the, whatever it was, six or eight weeks, there was various you know, gift cards or half a day off or a full day off or something like that. So um, that, that worked uh, pretty well. There were some people that really jumped on it that did not know how to use those tools in Excel. Um, so I think that's something that's definitely worth considering. All right, those were all the remaining questions. I think the GAM, um, the, actual, the actual session we did was a full hour. Uh, it had Amrita on it, Amrita Kapoor. She was on the show from Snowflake a couple of weeks ago, just before GAM. It also had Ben Horton, who's a lead data scientist at Deloitte. So the three of us were on the panel and then Richard Chambers moderated the panel. And so I think the recording might be available if you're interested. I know they recorded it. I'm just not sure, honestly, how to get access to it. But uh, if you're interested in the full hour, um, then be sure to check that out. All right. Thanks, everyone. Take care. Hey, everyone. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Audit Podcast. Whatever platform you're listening on right now, I'm sure there's a subscribe button somewhere. So please hit the subscribe button there. If you're listening through iTunes or Spotify, feel free to go give us that five-star rating. It only took me about 16 seconds to give myself a five-star review. And it really helps to get future guests to come on the show. So we'd really appreciate that. Lastly, be sure to check out the show notes. Follow us on all our social media channels on Instagram, on LinkedIn, and on TikTok. Also, if interested, please sign up for our weekly newsletter from the Audit Podcast. Thank you all. Have a great one.